The Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers, bringing you the voices that make you think right now on Talk 94.5. It is 8.34 on The Liz Calloway Show. You like my song? It's called Peaches. Oh. For Music Friday. I like it. Thank you. And that is a food, by the way. It is. <laughs> to the country. The theme is, of course, today, uh, food for our food drive that's coming up on Wednesday. So thank you to First Choice Plumbing for our Music Friday and for all of your requests. All right. Well, joining us live on the air right now, we are uh, so lucky to have her. And she wrote a book, and it's uh, her first book, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me on today. Well, it is so cool to have you. And, uh, you know, we've been following your political rise and career. And uh, we know that sometimes you're you're beaten up in, in mainstream media, but I think you wear that badge proudly. Well, uh, you know, when you have uh, the enemies that I have, that, that should tell people um, mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. Tell people a lot. Yeah. That's why I put I put their names and their quotes about me on the back of my book. <laughs> it was it was great. It was a great reason. It showed the reason why you wrote this book, right? Um, the book is called MTG, and it you you say that you wanted people to hear your side of the story, who you really are, and not the character the media portrays you as. Yes, that's right. Ever since I came into Congress in January of 2021. The media created a character of me that doesn't exist, and then they've sold that character 24-7 across the country and across the world, and um, it's been unbelievable, but I wanted to tell the story behind the headlines, you know, everything from Jewish space lasers, which was a phrase I never said, Um, all kinds of stories, uh, where I was on January 6th, inside the House chamber, um, everything from that day to visiting the January 6th defendants being held uh, 23 hours a day in solitary confinement in absolute uh, horrid conditions and their human rights Mm -hmm. being abused and trampled as American citizens in pretrial detainment. Um, I also also talk about my signature bill, and I really hope people order my book at mtgbook.com because, you know, this this is a great read. It's a great read for the holidays. And, and, you know, the bill I talk about, uh, if we can get it passed, we can make it a felony to perform these surgeries on kids that are cutting off their body parts before they're ever grown up, mastectomies, castration, all in the name of changing their gender. Just one of the most evil things happening in our country. And I talk about the Republicans and the type of Republicans that are actually stopping my bill from being passed. And I think that's important for America to know. And um, but it's it, it was very good. It was it, it felt good to write the book and, and tell a lot of stories and even very personal stories uh, when I wrote it. Now, Marjorie, I, I have to ask you, because, like, you know, when I when I think of you, I think of someone who is fearless and strong. And other people have called you, you know, firebrand, controversial, you know, um, there are there were some things that people may have some questions about, which is um, your alignment or support of of Kevin McCarthy for Speaker of the House. Like, some people had an issue with that in our circles here um, that, uh, you know, why why did you support Kevin McCarthy? Well, he was the only one running for speaker in January. 
of uh, earlier this year. And I think that's something that a lot of people, uh, conservatives, like-minded conservatives uh, like you, um, as well as me, if I was on the outside, I wouldn't have understood either. But people didn't know he really was the only one running for Speaker of the House. And people forget that my entire first half of my freshman term, I attacked uh, Speaker McCarthy almost every single day, called him all kinds of names, called him feckless, um, constantly fought with him. And then when I found out, I went around and asked everybody, asked Jim Jordan, will you run for speaker? Steve Silly, will you, will you run? I asked everybody. No one was running but Kevin McCarthy. And I come from a professional background in the business world uh, running a, a construction company where you have to work with all kinds of people and you, in order to accomplish things and serve your customer. So leading into uh, 2023, when we took the majority, I spent time developing a relationship with him because I wanted to accomplish things, important things. And I did. Removing the funding for Ukraine from the defense bill. I got that done through Kevin McCarthy. Um, Launching an impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. I got that done with Kevin McCarthy because I urged him to do it without a vote on the House floor. And it was so important to me because I introduced articles of impeachment against Joe Biden on his first day in office in 2021. So on the outside, people may not understand those things. But I think after after 15 rounds on the House floor in January, I think America saw that no one else wanted the job but Kevin McCarthy at the time. Um, And so I went to work trying to do the best I could with the only person that wanted to be speaker and had the full support of the conference after 15 rounds. Um, But I also supported Mike Johnson and and voted for him. He's a nice guy. He's a, he's a good Christian man. But I want to tell you, I'm very disappointed. I didn't vote for that CR, the continuing mm-hmm. uh, resolution that was clean with no cuts, no nothing for conservatives, nothing for us as Americans. And um, I voted against it. I spoke out against it. And I didn't vote for the CRs under Kevin McCarthy either. Um, so my voting record speaks for itself. I have a 100 uh, conservative review scorecard. Um, regardless of who I've supported. Um, so so moving forward, I'm still the same, um, always have been, uh, and plan on achieving important things that are, are America first. We're speaking with Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, a Republican from Georgia. I wanted to uh, say that our, our congressman here in uh, District 7 is uh, Congressman Russell Fry, and recently he retweeted something that you posted on your Twitter thanking him for co-sponsoring uh, your resolution to impeach Secretary Mayorkas. Is, how close are we to that? Is that, do you think, going to happen? I know you had some words with another um, congressman about it. You know, where do you think we, we stand with that? Well, unfortunately, this past week, uh, my so I introduced it as, uh, actually, let me start. These articles of impeachment of mine against Mayorkas have been sitting on a shelf in the Judiciary Committee for six months collecting dust. Wow. They did not pick them up. They did not move them, no matter how many hearings we have had on Homeland, showing that our borders wide open, 10 million people across the border. 1.8 million gotaways. We have no idea who these people are. Thousands of them are likely terrorists in our country. Um, and that that is becoming such an extreme national security threat, uh, given the situation in Israel and Gaza. Mm-hmm. And my, my articles of impeachment uh, came up for a vote this past week. And the Democrats all voted to send it back to committee 
basically putting them back on the shelf, collecting dust. The part that was outrageous and should infuriate everyone is eight Republicans joined the Democrats, defeating my um, articles of impeachment, having the ability to reach a full floor vote. And I launched uh, attacks at them because how many more Americans have to die before we impeach Mayorkas? And I had two of my own constituents were killed in Texas just two weeks ago when a 17-year-old cartel member was smuggling illegal aliens in the country. Um, But I'm going to reintroduce them and bring them back. I dare those eight Republicans to try to knock them down again. And I think we can we can bring them bring them to a vote and impeach Mayorkas. Now, I wanted to also switch gears here and talk to you about the hearings you had on vaccine injury. This is a topic we've been covering for quite some time. We've been on this um, whole, you know, COVID reaction, lockdown, all this stuff since the beginning. Why did you hold these hearings? Why were they um, in, they were held like, it seemed like on a small scale. Can you explain that to us? Because we don't know the inner workings about how these things get set up. Yeah, thank you for asking. Great question. This is why I wrote my book, MTG, uh, because I peel back the curtain for people to find out how how things fail in Congress, basically, mm-hmm. because it's constant failure for the American people. And I hope people order a copy at mtgbook.com uh, so they can read. And I have a whole chapter dedicated to COVID, COVID Lies and Lessons. Mm. So I sit on the COVID Select Committee, our official committee that is supposed to be investigating everything to do with COVID. And there's uh, approximately seven doctors on my committee. I fight with them constantly because I've been demanding that we do hearings on the COVID vaccines, and they don't want to do it. And one of the reasons they give me, and I think this is outrageous, is they tell me it it will create vaccine hesitancy. And I am like, are you people not paying attention to anything happening in our country? No one wants to take the COVID <laughs> vaccine. People were forced to take it. There's been over a million uh, injuries and deaths reported on VAERS. And now, if most a lot of people don't know this either, but the vaccines are back on an emergency status. They are not cleared anymore. They what? were only temporarily cleared, but they're back to emergency status. So I couldn't get my chairman to do a hearing on the vaccines. Yeah. So I did my own hearing and I've got more hearings coming up and I'm hoping it will be um, helpful. I hope it will put pressure on on my colleagues. I hope it will bring awareness because I think this is literally one of the worst things that has ever happened to us in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. And children now are being forced to take these vaccines because the CDC put it on the schedule. Mm-hmm. And in Democrat states, that means these kids are going to be forced to take it. And I, I think it is an issue that must be pursued, and, and I will continue to, to go after it. I Thank you, because we have heard from so many people that are injured from these vaccines. And despite us presenting evidence and speaking to all of these experts on this topic, people still got it. And... um and we know of people who have suffered stroke, you know, who are who are um, fatigued, who have heart issues. I mean, it is unbelievable what's happening to them. And then when they go to the doctor here, in many cases, um, they are just pushed aside and given some medication and just shuffled out the door. 
And oh, it's, you're it's, right. a, it's a tragedy it's what's happening right now. I totally agree. I mean, I can't agree with you more. I had multiple bills on this issue. I had a uh, victims uh, of the vaccine bill that, that no one was interested in. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable Why? how tone deaf Congress is. Why are well, they a lot doing of them, that? Are they being bought they, and paid get, for by big pharma? Yeah, a lot of them are. And, and unfortunately, that's the truth. And they're unwilling to, to go against the very people that are filling their campaign mm. with fundraising. That's what um, but suspect. we can't do that. And, and a lot of them believe in these vaccines, which is shocking to me. Absolutely shocking. And they, they refuse to listen to all the victims. And it's outrageous. But I hope people get my book, MTG, at mtgbook.com. It, it'll tell you the stories that I, that I think people need to understand about Congress. And, um, and just, just the fact that, that our, it's a failed system. And we've got to work as hard as possible to to change it. Well, I feel like, you know, like you said, you peel back the curtains. Uh, It seems like to me we're told so many lies. It is hard for people like us and many people who listen to this show in the mornings uh, to believe anything that our doctors are saying, that our politicians are saying. And so we depend on people like you and our Congressman Russell Fry to really bring us the truth. Um, and so, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to reading this. What do you think is going to be the most, because it's not out yet, it's going to be out November 21st, but people can order it now. What is what probably one of the most shocking things, um, you know, or a shocking chapter that people will find, you know, um, that they, they you're just not going to believe that our government is involved in such actions? Well, I think one of the most shocking things people might find is I, I named some names and talk about the type the Republicans that are actually stopping things uh, mm. from happening, yes. stopping accountability. And I think people will be really surprised at that. And I don't want to give it away. I hope they order yeah. their own copy at mtgbook.com. But I also tell a lot of intimate stories about, you know, even, even uh, tragedy that was happening in my life while I was being persecuted and lied about in the news every single day and how I got, got through those times was because I didn't care about the headlines. I cared about the mm-hmm. very difficult uh, thing I was going through personally and in my own life. And, um, you know, I think people will find out I'm a, I'm a real person. Um, hopefully they'll relate to me. Uh, but, but I have a lot of stories to share in there. And I also talk about forgotten Americans. And, and I feel like that's who I represent in mm-hmm. Congress is the forgotten Americans, the, the, which is so many, millions and millions of people the government doesn't care about, sent our jobs overseas, sent our manufacturing overseas, sells us out every single day, doesn't care about people that are vaccine injured or lost a loved one to vaccines, doesn't care that they took our rights away during this oppressive COVID shutdown era of America, mm-hmm. um, and, and just continues to, to plow ahead. Um, and Republicans are the ones I'm usually most angry with. You know, Democrats tell us exactly what they think and feel and what they want to do, and we hate it. Mm-hmm. But it's when Republicans just write strongly worded letters and 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 just you know talk on TV, yeah. claiming they're going to stop them, but nothing ever happens. Yeah, we're very um, angry at so, those Republicans. We hear them on Fox News all the time. We're tired yeah. of hearing it. Believe me, I'm angry with them, too. A couple of weeks ago, some of the mainstream media nasty fake news people 
were writing articles about me saying Marjorie <laughs> Taylor Greene doesn't have any friends in Washington. And I was like, that's the greatest compliment I've ever had from <laughs> fake news. There you go. Well, <laughs> Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, I, I have one uh, one more question. Are you there? Yes. Okay. I thought I lost you for a second. Um, do we have one more question for you? Yeah. I wanted to ask sure. and, and see, you know, speaking of Republicans, Clay Higgins, he seems to me to be a pretty good guy. He's talking about this new evidence, new to us, about J6. Do you know anything about this? Do you know the, is this true? I do. Oh. Clay Higgins is one of them. He, you know, I have a few friends and Clay Higgins is one of them. And actually, I'm going to tell you one more pitch for my book. I have a very great story about Clay Higgins. On January 6th, okay, in my book, so make sure you read it. Um, he is an incredible man, a very strong patriot. I absolutely love him. Um, but yes, I he and I are together on the Homeland Security Committee, and I was sitting a few seats down from him when he was talking about the ghost buses. Yeah, this is something that he and I've talked about in detail together. Uh, we we work together on January 6th issues. I wish we had more. Republicans that cared about what really happened on January 6th. But yes, there is absolute truth to what he was presenting to Chris Ray with has, the ghost buses. He has completely evidence. Unmarked. Does he? Have- yeah, he's got pictures. And he had the pictures uh, was printed on the poster board behind him during the hearing. Uh, we'll, we'll keep pushing this evidence out. Uh, but what we really need is we need a real January 6th committee. Uh, in Washington that will actually hold people accountable like Nancy Pelosi, because mm-hmm. the breach at the Capitol was squarely on her shoulders. She was Speaker of the House, and the, the security at the Capitol was her responsibility, and she allowed it to happen, and I believe that was on purpose. And we know it was a setup. We know there were outside uh, people involved, whether they were agents of our own federal government mm-hmm. or whether they were outside provocateurs by some sort of outside funded group or, or maybe even another foreign country's government. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but I think there's, there's a lot of truth that needs to come out and it's not coming out and, and we'll, we will try everything we can to keep going after it. And you know, what you're doing is dangerous. So uh, how are you dealing with that? You know, uh, being over the target brings out such awful vitriol against you. Well, it's unfortunately become part of my life every single day since I entered Congress. And, you know, there's a man serving in jail in New York for planning to kill me. There was another one arrested a uh, few weeks ago uh, here in Atlanta for saying that he was going to shoot me in the head. Oh, my gosh. So it's a a very scary um, part of life. But I I believe our country is worth fighting for. And um, we take a lot of precautions for security and safety. Uh, for me personally, I also own guns, and I'm I, I'm, I'm very happy for my Second Amendment. <laughs> well, I'll leave, I'll leave it at that and hope people get a copy of my book at mtgbook.com. Okay, mtgbook.com. Great mm-hmm. Christmas gift, by the way, uh, for all of uh, Marjorie Taylor fans out there. So thank you so much, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. We appreciate your time and Godspeed. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Bye-bye.